Yeah, to you. That's right, you guys listening right now. No, hi, everybody. The show is about to start, but some of you guys, I notice, are subscribing to the audio feed and might not watch the show live on YouTube. We do this show on our YouTube channel, Fill the Issues Guy, right after the broadcast of The Walking Dead. So if you can, tune in live, and if not, keep downloading the episodes. We promise to give you guys some special content just for the audio feed listeners. That's different than everything we do on the YouTube page as well as we get into it. There'll be some things that are just released as audio feeds. So keep subscribing, keep telling your friends, uh, slap your friend's baby or something. I don't know, some of this is going to be edited out, but that's fine. But everybody, thank you so much for subscribing on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you can, it would be really awesome if you guys could give us some uh, comments and some rankings that will help uh, get us discovered more on iTunes. So if you guys can do that, that'd be really awesome. Thank you so much. Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to post-episode issues, The Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 6, Consumed. I'm Phil, the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com, and with me, as always, is on this Walking Dead adventure, is Joe Dirtylocks. How's it going tonight, Joe? Very well. Great episode. Oh, my gosh. A lot of answers got got foretold to us this evening joe the most important answer that we got for you i i thought about i always called you i almost broke our protocol and called you in the middle of the episode there would be nothing to talk about tonight because we had a scene of carol wiping herself clean joe got what he wanted i did i did i'm so happy that was in there it was, that was a very big thing as far as i was concerned and that from that episode how she now, when she got up and walked away, she was still smudged, but I'm willing to forgive it. Come on, yeah, that was it was enough. Time to show her cleaning herself off after. It's almost like they were watching our show, Phil. They were. They were like, oh shit, we gotta we gotta fix that. Joe, this we is got 30 se- we got 10 seconds. We could put that in. Joe, this is the first example of the issues program having an effect on the show. Like we we saw this happen. This happened in real time. You guys were all witnesses. It really happened. Joe complained about this. They fixed it on the damn show. It happened, everybody. I was very, 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 very happy to see it. It's one of my favorite moments in television history now. That they, <laughs> especially because it's something that could so easily have been unnoticed. And really, what did that add to the flashbacks, her wiping off her face? Yeah, they, there was some theme about whether or not people could be saved or saving people, even though she had just two days, a couple days, a couple of weeks prior saved the whole freaking group. You know, like it really made an old man happy here, Joe. It really made it made us it made both of us. It made me happy too because I thought about it. But you want to make us happy too? If this is your first time checking us out, please hit that subscribe button. And if you have anything to say about this episode of The Walking Dead or anything we have to say here, please use the comment section. You can also email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com or tweet me at igetissuesman. And please, whenever you're listening to this, please comment away in the YouTube section. We'll try to get to it throughout the week. Also, if you're feeling daring, you can call and uh, leave a voicemail that we'll play on the show at 781-990-8509. So that's all the ways that you can reach us. So, uh, But if you're listening live, please comment away in the comment section and we'll try to get to your questions as we're going about this episode. Please, we love it. We love every comment, good or bad. We love commenting back. We love hearing what you think about the and, show. And nice, we already have our first comment. Yes, and you are first. Miku, Yuki, you are the first person here checking out our episode. So thank you, everybody, for checking out the episode. A really great episode that caught us up on a lot of action. It was really a moving the plot, well, going back to move it forward kind of situation. But we got, we really discovered a lot of the things that we 
we filled in a lot of gaps that we wanted to get filled. Our, our legs were open. We needed something to come inside us and fill us up. And this episode filled me up, Joe. Well, it, it definitely answered a lot of questions and it filled in a lot of, um, it, it was, it was a lot of development in both of those characters that I really like to see. And, um, it built upon their relationship quite a bit. It gave us a lot of action. This episode, even though it didn't focus on the main group for the third week in a row, and a lot of fans don't like that. I didn't miss them. I, I, I like how they're doing it, and I'm not I'm not really missing the other group so far yet. Yeah, I, I was. I said to the person I was watching the show with, uh, "Do you miss Rick right now?" And the, and we both said, "No, we don't. We, we're not really missing Rick right now." Right. Like we had we had a lot of Rick. Rick. Um, Rick was a main, a main, is the main focus, and he's had a lot of intense action surrounded by him and his character. These scenes, these episodes, are really good. They they show us a lot more of the rest of the cast, and they 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 get us invested in them a lot more. Um, I really liked this episode, and I thought they did it very well. And I was watching that timeline of like uh, that. Daryl was only gone for about, you know, 24 hours or something. He left one night and he was back the next night. So, and I really liked that. I thought it was done very well. Absolutely. I, I really loved how this episode got inside. I mean, I'd say for the most part, we had a divide whose episode this was. This really was a Carol episode focused yeah. on her, her personality a little bit more. Could you turn me down just a little bit, Joe? I, I really think it, it focused on both of them. I think there was a, very, a lot of... Even though it was Daryl asking Carol a lot of questions, there was a lot of revealing things revealed about Daryl yeah. and and his train of thought uh, that we'll get into. But um, I think the key theme from the episode that we dealt with that was really awesome was what Carol kept saying: "We've changed a lot. We're not the same people that we used to be." And uh, and and we'll, we'll get into it. Let's get right into this episode because there's a lot of action that happened, and we yeah. did get everyone still hates Chris. Everyone hates Noah came back. And he was a, he was a big part of the end of this episode as well. So let's uh, let's get started now. The episode starts with Carol driving the car. She's actually driving my car, Joe. She was, yeah, she, yeah, the Taurus. Yeah, the nine the ninety seven Ford Taurus. She's driving my car down the street <laughs> from the nineties, and uh, and it's right back in the flashback from last season where Rick is leaving her uh, in the episode that we meet the penguin from Gotham there. And yeah, I wasn't sure, you know, how uh, AMC's been doing a lot of like, uh, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> the promos from from past seasons in the middle during commercials and stuff. I I originally thought that that's what I was watching when I first turned on the channel. And this isn't about the show. This is about AMC. I don't like that. It pisses that bothers me because it, it, me too, it makes me feel like it, I'm supposed to be remembering something that doesn't have anything to do with the episode. Yeah, do they think about that? Do they consult with the show, the the showrunners to figure out which scenes to put in to have some um, sort of just psyched. It's the best. It's, it's the biggest hit on television. Are we overanalyzing perhaps Joe? I know, I know we're affecting the show live. You're, you know, you're getting Carol's cleanup scene that they went in for reshoots because you sent your cards and your letters. It's uh, too funny. <laughs> oh gosh. So, so the, the, the opening scene though, with her driving with her Ford tours, uh, flashing back to with her crying with the intro and the walkers banging on the window it was very uh, very Sons of Anarchy. It was a little Sons of Anarchy. We had the music intro, the slow montage happening, and and, and it was it, I, in a good way. It was a very good intro to kind of with with 
because they don't do it in every episode. It was it was, it was very. So you almost expected to hear uh, to hear Gemma start singing and stuff to hear voice. to hear a Katie Seagal song. <laughs> <laughs> so she just drives off, and we see the walker kind of walking down the road she after screams her. Screams at it. Leave me alone. Get away! Don't touch me. Get away. It was a great visual, really cool visual of the. Uh, yeah, of the I walk. mean, she had just been kicked from the group. It was her family. She uh, she got tossed out of the family and for for what she did for killing those two prisoners, you know, and that's suppose like that's right after it happened. She's like right down the road. She just she just held her head up and left Rick from that town. You She's know? being punished for doing the right thing, Joe. For doing the right fucking thing. God damn it. <laughs> so she stops outside a law firm, uh, Johnson, Johnson and Wales or whatever it was. Yep. And she goes in and, and I wrote, I wrote my notes, great music. It was a really good song and it really set the mood of what Carol was going through at this point. She shakes. Well, I think she did a great job setting the mood and what she was going through as well. We, we've talked about this before, but let's just talk about it again. Talk about, if I have to pick one actor on this show that's really gone from someone I could give a crap less about at the beginning of the sh- series to right now being probably one of my favorite characters, I I mean, Carol's just come such a long way. And the actress has gone yeah. from being such a background character to someone I really dig on the show. I don't know about you, but I dig her. No, I agree. She went from, if you remember the early seasons with uh, back at the camp in the farm after she lost Sophia, she was just a basket case. She didn't really help out in looking for her daughter much. Where's Sophia? Where's Sophia? Right, you know, like, almost like Maggie is about Beth's disappearance <laughs> in, in a way. And just very happy and grateful that everybody was looking and cared so much, but very ap- <laughs> like apathetic on her own behalf and how, how she should be trying to go out and find her daughter as much as she could staying back at every moment like always being at the farm or always being just not out looking herself and stuff quick very, si- very strange to me quick side note about the maggie thing that's another thing we have seemed to cause direct effect or everyone's starting to notice this because the uh because uh, one of the writers from the comic books uh came out this week or one of the guys from the walking dead came out this week and said well, maggie does care we just we just haven't seen her act like she cares it was it was this big kind of bullshit explanation about what well, no, no, and i kind of buy that we we don't we don't we're it's not like a reality tv show where the where everything gets filmed and we see it all <laughs> i want and a yeah, maggie confessional is what we do see but we're focusing on other people right now maggie's been a big focus so yeah you know, we see her in about 15 minutes of one of her days, you know, half an hour of, of a whole day worth of time that she could be crying and bitching to Glenn about how she misses her, her family. So yeah, we, knew, we totally, we totally and we knew. It, and they, when they're doing a great job with all these flashbacks, when we get to it, there might be flashbacks of her yelling about missing Beth. Or no, something. I doubt I it. I seriously, <laughs> I, I seriously doubt it. Yeah, that would be too cheesy. <laughs> no, and, but we could get a Maggie confessional with her talking to the screen. Guys, I really been thinking about Beth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I haven't said anything. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Carol stops outside the law, law firm and she goes in. She shakes a can of change or something to kind of see if she's alone. And it seems like she is. She cases the place for supplies and uh, does her recycling thing. But then, what was she doing with the bus? She was recycling, making sure no, she. I think she was trying to uh, get. <laughs> Get some containers together that are going to be able to carry water. Yeah. You know, make, 
make some things that are going to be able to collect water that Jit. she hung outside the windows. But she was preparing to stay there for a while to wait for it to rain. To see, I was just too far from the prison. As soon as she looked up that next morning, the prison was on fire. It's true. Like, I, I don't remember the exact timeline of how long it was before Rick got back from kicking her out and the prison got attacked, but I don't think it was that long. That's a question that I have as well. Um, in the sense of, I think the show might've been doing a little creative magic there. Maybe, that was showing what her everyday life was for a while. And then when she wakes up, it's a little while down the road when the prison was on fire. Like she was staying there for a few days. I don't know if it was supposed to be the next day or I don't know what the show was telling us there. If it was supposed to be, she wakes up and the prison's on fire the next day or if it was supposed to be a, a time frame. The recycling thing, just because it's the zombie apocalypse doesn't mean you should worry, shouldn't take care of the environment. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Miki UK says, recycling bin, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you need to. They still have the recycling bin. It's important. Uh, seems to be a pattern with people not searching for their loved ones. I could be wrong, but I think only Daryl asked around and looked around for his brother. Rick searched for his family at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it, I agree. It seems to, do, seems to be somewhat of a pattern, except for Daryl seems to be the only one that searches for lost people. Everyone else well, just. Rick did too. Yeah, he I said that. He was looking for Sophia, too, just as much and didn't want to give up on that and look for his family. But, uh, and and Maggie Maggie and Glenn looked for each other. They weren't going to stop. Yeah. Maggie was intent and kept left it leaving. But she didn't care about Beth that whole time. She never left any signs for Beth, just for Glenn. <laughs> it's funny how this, it always goes back to this. It always goes zombie back to the wood. Painting is a commodity. You don't have. There's only so much zombie bloods you can paint with. You know. So. It's true. It's true. That that's gonna go on the on the market one day. It's gonna be an art form. It's gonna sell in the Louvre. It's gonna be like a dog shitting on a paint slab and rubbing <laughs> its rub, dragging its ass. <laughs> so okay. So she does her recycling. She goes to bed with the gun in her hand, and she's she's basically in in school dis- detention where Rick Principal Rick sent her. Go to detention, Carol, and, the, and we see her in her exodus here. And uh, the next morning, or many mornings later, as I said, I don't know what they were trying to say, she's catching water from the rain, and she's, she sees the smoke at the prison, and, and she drives there to see it in blazes. This seems to be a theme throughout this episode, or seems. It's a theme in the episode, Carol and the fire. Yeah, her and seeing fire and everything being associated with... Daryl, Daryl, there's a lot of fire around Daryl too. This whole episode, you know, and they even talk about it at one point. Yeah, apparently the Lord of Light is uh, is very angry. <laughs> so, so the so we have our we we have a commercial break, <laughs> and we go to Carol and Daryl driving the car, kind of talking about what happened to Beth, because uh, Carol cares about Beth. She, she's her name. Everybody not named Maggie seems to care a little bit about Beth. So Carol's kind of prodding a little bit to try to find some information. He says she's tough. Uh, They drive over a walker on the road where we see a walker head get smashed. And uh, and then we they say a couple things that we've been that we that we said there were obvious things. He says Rick's going to wonder where we are. They're going to wonder where we went. Uh, Carol says and then they're kind of following this person. And 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 I kind of agree with what Carol was saying here. Why didn't they just run him off the road? Why did they have to follow them? And I understand what Daryl's plan is. You follow them, you see where they're going, you see what they have, you see what you're up against. But they could have just ran him off the road and then interrogated no, him. Because Daryl also said the guy's not going to talk, and the guy's not going to talk. You're not going to talk. What's what's there? A 
a hundred people all with machine guns <laughs> with a hundred thousand rounds of ammunition in a tank. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Hospital raping Beth. That's what's there. <laughs> Kill me now, motherfucker. Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna tell them anything. You you they ran you they run you off the road. You figure you're about to die. You're gonna do anything you can to kill them, or you you run more of a risk of one of you two getting hurt and injured in that scenario. Yeah, I I guess. I mean, but you do have Carol there, and Carol would like shoot an arrow through his leg and be like, "Oh, you don't want to talk? I'll shoot the next one through your penis." I could just right. see see her doing some cool Batman shit, you know. Yeah, but you, and you don't know how many people are even in that car. What if you get close enough, they do see you, and mm -hmm. like three guys lean out windows with semi-automatic weapons and open fire. No, ab you, no, you're absolutely right. They did the right thing. Daryl was right here, and they say that they uh, they're losing fuel and they're gonna follow them so they can set up to figure out because we have the advantage because they don't know that we're coming. So let's follow them. And it seems to be that they're leading them towards the city. We can see through this whole episode that we know Beth's in Atlanta because we saw the visual of when she came uh, when she came to in the hospital room. So we see them kind of leading Carol and Daryl towards the city. And uh, my question, too, is this car, I know the lights are blown up, but they don't notice that a car is following them. They're pretty far behind. And, and at night, no, you can't see shit. I guess not. I mean, it, it's like it depends on the moon, how light it is. And if you're if you're paying attention and at this point in the zombie apocalypse, they don't expect a car following them. Part of the reason why Carol ends up getting hit, why Beth ends up getting hit. Yeah, it's true. I guess able to run women over all the time is because who expects? You never expect a car in, in the Inquisition, dude. Mm, no, I guess you're right in the sense that you just don't, you're not thinking about other people. You, you spend all your time worrying about getting eaten by z uh, zombies walking around that. And your immediate group that you're not really expecting Yeah, that to happen, I guess. So, uh, so they, they kind of wait and they watch the car. The car gets out, one person gets out of the car and kind of rummages around. I wasn't sure what they were, what those people were doing while Carol and Daryl are watching them. And he goes, one looks like a cop. She draws her weapon and says, and Carol draws her weapon to say, maybe she saw us always be prepared as well, we, as we get a walker doing a jump scare at the window. And right. And I, what I was figuring at that moment is we remember the house that Daryl and Beth were in. And even though it was kind of far away from Atlanta, we know these people travel and that could have been a, a, a house set up to trap people, to lure people to stay there long enough. Yeah. To, to come back and check out their trap. Do you mean it's the house? Do you mean the house? Food, booze. It's got cleaned out. It's nice. That would explain. Are you talking also about the house that Daryl and Beth stopped at in last season? Yeah. yeah that's the house. I'm yeah. talking about. So, yeah. so when they get out of the car, I'm figuring maybe, and then they get back in the car and drive off. Maybe that's another one of these houses, just much, much closer and in on the outskirts of Atlanta. And they check it. It's the last check at the la on their way back in to see if anybody's taken up residence there and they can get some more people or something. Duke Chronic says, look both ways, even in the apocalypse. Yes, you always have to look both ways. That's what your parents tell you. Car Carl, look both ways, even in the apocalypse. Or you get shot. Don't don't stop and look at a pretty deer in the Some big fat guy is gonna shoot you, and then who knows? Then you'll right. <laughs> you can never you, you. And that's what he said. Rick says that to Carl. You're never safe. But you have to point that out to the whole group constantly. In yeah. my mind, like no one is ever safe. We are always to be on guard at all times. So one of the cops. No, we're not. We die. 
when the cop comes out of the car, he it looks like it was hard to tell what they were doing. It one grabbed a bicycle and they threw a bicycle. It looked kind of like that they were fucking with as they were watching them. Or he could have just been getting out of the car to take a leak real quick. Maybe, maybe they were looking for that guy Noah, and they were just looking around. Yeah. I, I don't know. So, uh, so they're heading back to their car, and and as Kelly like, Carroll's reaction is amazing. She pulls out the gun. Like, yeah. is that a cop? And her immediate reaction is a cop in the apocalypse. That's what you're always saying. (laughs) Wait, wait, someone's got a uniform on? Uh Uh-oh, let me check my uh, Joe Dirty Locks checkbook. That means check, kill them now. (laughs) Like, why are you wearing a fucking cop outfit? I just, oh, yeah, I'm going to take my gun out. Absolutely. So the car won't start, and Daryl says, uh, there must have been a pickup or they were just stopping. So they're somewhere close to the city. Uh, we need to stay somewhere around here for the night. And Carol says, I know a place. And they head off and they kill a couple of the walkers that are surrounding the car. And and we kind of see a major horde forming around the building that they're heading towards as they as they go inside and they uh, and they, they take a key off a corpse and they investigate the area. And Daryl goes, you used to work here or something? And she says, something. <laughs> and And it's... It, we see a sign that says temporary housing and uh, Kara takes them to the bottom where, uh, or t- gives them the bottom bunk and says, it's more your style. Cause it's nice and pink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I'll keep first watch. Daryl's like, no, 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 no. Uh, I'll stay up. We're pretty safe in here. It looks like we're pretty locked in. And again, Carol, who's looking at her Joe Dirty Locks handbook, says, no, no, there's no resting. We're not going to rest a night. Last time you rested and got drunk for an evening and relaxed, Beth got kidnapped. Um, we're not sleeping. And uh, it's a good thing they didn't because they sit there for a few seconds and they hear something. But but they're locked in there. and And he says... She's, this is when they start to kind of talk. They say, she says, you didn't, he asks her, how, how are you doing? You know, are we still okay? Are we connected? Uh, like, why were you? Tell me how it was after the prison for you, with you and, uh, you and the girls and Tyrese. Yeah. You, you tell me, you haven't said anything about what happened. Yeah. You haven't asked me about what happened. And, and, right, right, right. She, and she, Carol says something. I don't think I, we can save people anymore. And yeah, and my immediate thought to that was, asshole, you just saved the entire group from yeah. cannibals. Yeah, that's a little, she's being a little emo for me right here with this whole situation. A little bit, a little too, well, I'm going to go listen to Dashboard Confessional in the corner and slip my wrist. Like, Carol, come on. And I understand. Right, I also got to figure where they ended up staying that night, where they actually are, is part of the reason for her feeling this way it's bringing back a lot of the memories there's a lot of memories in that place and that's not a those aren't good memories no. that she's better flooding back into her head no and end up, they're at a uh, shelter for abused women and children and i mean i guess it's connected to what we see when we see the the book later and the fact that it's easy to forget and it, that shows the character growth of carol it's easy to forget where she came from and she did a great job in this episode as we'll get to that a little bit later when she spells it out straight that she's been brought to life and killed so many times. So many different parts of her personality have, uh, she's become so many different kinds of people in this world. And and before the zombie apocalypse even happened, she had to compartmentalize so much because of what she had to deal with with her abusive husband and and protecting her child through it all. 
And to the point where you get the feeling when she's telling that story, and we'll, we'll glaze over it later, that she's happy that the zombie apocalypse happened because it was it was a change in her life. You almost, I almost got that kind of feel when she was saying. Well, she said she said she, not that she was happy, but that, and I certainly didn't get that feeling, but that at the prison she was finally able to be the person she never was able to be beforehand. Yes, which goes along again. One other reason why I really like this episode is one of the problems that you've heard me say on the show a million times is that I didn't like the fact that she killed those two people and it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me as a person to kill them and it and it's not you're not doing anything positive in that except for and this and this goes to show that um she was she was feeling her oats she was finally a strong woman. She was no longer under the shadow of her abusive husband. She didn't even have her daughter to remind her of any of that. She could finally start over and be whoever she wanted to be. And she wanted to be a strong person who knew exactly what to do. And she makes a point of saying, I always knew what I had to do. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't leave. I, I knew what needed to be done. I just couldn't do it. And at the prison, she knew what needed to be done in her mind. So she did it. She killed them. I think it was misguided. And it was because she was feeling so powerful and finally getting to explore what being the strong, powerful person meant. And I think she went too far in that. But this was a great scene in lending to my understanding of her yeah. in that moment. That's what this whole episode was. This this whole episode was really great at that, at us discovering why Carol thinks the way she thinks and why she, I think as much as Rick thinks he was doing the best thing for the group, I think what Rick did to her by casting her out really fucked with her mind. I think it fucked with her mind and made her think that she's this plague and stuff. She made references tonight to being one of those type of people that thinks, I don't go places because because she thinks she brings bad luck with her or something or she also thinks she's going she she's going to hell for what she did for killing those girls and possibly exactly. for killing the people in the prison if there's which a hell which is why that's one of the fun. I think she's starting to realize that it was the wrong thing and I'm not necessarily sure Rick did that for the better of the group I think he did it for two reasons one because he couldn't trust her around his kid kids and two because he was kind of protecting Worry. her from what Tyrese would Tyrese. do. Tyrese, he was worried about the Tyrese stuff. Ty- Tyrese is good with it at this point, but he's had time. A couple, the whole pr- prison collapsed. Very traumatic shit was going on. Yeah, he had. A, he went through the whole it. stuff with the little girls with her, and and if it wasn't for that whole situation, and see, because he, because he made the realization that she did the right thing because of what he had, they had to do with the kids. That Carol. No, I don't think he made he. He's just okay with it. I don't think he thinks it was the right thing. I think I think he's okay with the fact that she did it because, you know, shit needs to be done. But I'm still not sure he's uh, agrees with that having been the course of action. He never really cared for that girl in the first. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm kidding. He hardly knew her. Just with all the with all the loss, you know. Yeah. It piles yeah. up. I'm sorry. I'm des- I'm desensitized to it. So. <laughs> So this is where we almost get our, I guess this is too. He gets it out with Rick along that period of time. Him and Rick get into this big fucking brawl and takedown that he got out a lot of his aggression and stuff on Rick's face. Now, this time of the episode is where we get the, probably the closest to our Daryl Carroll hookup moment. If you want to call it that. No, and, uh, 
they got cuddly. That they, necessarily they, happen at any point. It, she yeah, made reference. Tension, it doesn't need to happen. No, no, no. But like, but they definitely shared a moment. There was a couple of moments in this episode where I think she was making reference to it when she's talking about we're different people. It's not the same thing anymore. You're you're different, and I'm different. Meaning, yeah, I just think they're just so close. They are so close. It can go either way, brother, sister. They're both also so damaged and with luggage that is beyond either one of them to carry alone. And really that. dirty. I mean, as much as I love set, like, like they're both dirty. I mean, not with a shower. I mean, you got to think. Zombie apocalypse is dirty. You're just glad they don't smell like a fucking walker. Yeah, that's true. But Carol probably still kind of smells like a walker at this point. There's no washing that smell. She probably has the, <laughs> the, the, the smelling glow. Oh, okay, yeah, gross. It gets in your pores. <laughs> Noxzema. You need some Noxzema for that shit to wash that off. Um, I don't think... So, Carol, like we said, said, I don't think we can save any people anymore. And why are you here? She says she's trying and she lays down. Now, Daryl asks her straight out, if I did not show up by the car uh, just to bump into you, what would you have done? And she answers honestly. I think she, she says, I still don't know. No, I... You she, think she would have left? She was out of there. She was gone. No way she was sticking around. She knows it. And I think she's just still trying to spare a little bit. Yeah, trying to spare the little boy's feelings as she as she refers to Daryl later or is thinking thinking he's a different person, the same little boy there. And yeah. then and then Daryl lays down too, and we have a couple seconds of pillow talk. They do have a pillow talk moment where we get that vis- the romantic comedy visual of two people's heads both lying on the same bed. And, and honestly, honest to God, they both sat on the bed, and she even laid back for for that second. And you know what? Not once in my head was I like, okay, here it goes. They're yeah, me neither. Me neither. Not once did I think that, and I was happy it didn't happen. And uh, yeah. I didn't quite, yeah. quite happy. Another yeah. moment that made this episode very good to me. Right. If they had put in the hookup, that's why we don't, that's why we like the walking dead. Cause they didn't put in the hookup right there. Right. I they didn't give us the gratification. That was, it would have been, it would have felt gratuitous to me. Yeah. I, I feel like they're at a point where I don't need to see them have a physical attraction for their bond and commitment to each other to exist in any way. Right. We got enough of that with Bob. Yeah, we got enough of that with Bob. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't need it with them too. We don't need yeah. Daryl to be all smushy. That would be, that would be a little weird if Daryl's like, "You should push me. Hey, hey there, baby, come here, come here." So, so she says she doesn't know, but I, th- I agree with Joe as well. Uh, she would have left. They both lay down for some pillow talk, and right as they lay down, or they're kind of getting ready to have a deeper conversation here again, they hear a sound, and Carol picks up the shotgun, and they they head out. And they go out into the hallway and they see a walker and a little walker kid, probably like a six-year-old or something like that. Like a, Would you say that? Probably like a five, five or six-year-old or something? Uh, they're talking about like dead in the hallway? Yeah, no, when they, wa- they, walk out, they walk out after their bed scene when they hear something and they see through the door, through kind of like the glass window we of the door. couldn't really see. It was definitely a child, a child, but we couldn't really see because it was all behind the white uh, frosted glass. And it was all just shadow. And yeah. it seemed like there was two rooms, two doors, both with frosted glass. Like this was a, this was a shelter for abused women and children. And there were people locked in this room that were, that were turned to zombie at some point. And so. you can tell for a moment, someone who's as hard as nails as Carol really showed a moment of visible, visibly being moved by this because of obviously the association to not just 
Nika and uh, and blanking on the other girl's name right now. Uh, yeah, but with Sophia as well, and just having that sort of emotional connection of the two little girls and uh, and seeing this girl, and she's she's visibly moved, and she goes in to try to stop it to go in there. It's not, it's not just that. It's I think it's part of that though as well. Well, it's yeah, absolutely, but it's also the fact that this is where she came for safety. This is where that mother and child came for safety as well. Only. You know, she left and went back to her abusive husband and is now still alive. And these women and children that came are not. They stayed. They stayed there at the shelter at the safety. Oh, that's very that's very interesting. No, I I like that. They're dead because she went back to the horrible situation. She's still alive. Well, we don't know exactly. That could have been like a year and a half, two years before. No, no, no. I'm going with that, Joe. I like that. I like that theory. We're going with that. That that's a... okay. So it was immediately before the ZA instead of a. Okay, we might be getting no. We're going maybe a little bit of uh, of uh, fan fiction here, but we're we're going with it here. We're going with it. So she went back. It was at least a, a little while she went back because she does say that she went back and she continued to get. Now we get knew that she stayed and knew that she was getting beaten it was a bad place but she couldn't do anything about it so she was back for a period of time before the zombie apocalypse started but nonetheless this is supposed to be a safe place for these women and children and it it didn't end up being for them and it could have easily been her at any point making the decision to leave her husband again and going back there so we got a couple of uh comments here thank you guys for keeping the uh chat room going uh, Ghetto Toe. Thanks, Ghetto Toe, for checking out the show. Uh, Carol's gone from one end of the spectrum to the other. A, uh, abused doormat wife to Rambo, more kick ass, Rambo's more kick-ass sister. <laughs> totally, yep. Uh, uh, Steve. Yes, we are doing a show, by the way, Steve. I just saw your comment on the page. Not a bad episode, but we didn't move forward in the, in the story at all. Can't wait for the gang to rescue Beth, but somebody's probably going to die. I'm thinking Father Gabriel might sacrifice himself to save someone. Uh, they asked this on Talking Dead. You think Carol was really going to shoot Noah in the leg? Hell yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I was I was going to say that when we got there. We'll be getting there. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get, get we'll get to that point. And uh, and I agreed the whole with this episode not necessarily moving the story along, but I think they needed this story so we can move the story along in the next two episodes. They we, oh absolutely. This was this was an integral part, and it, it was the twenty four hours missing in Daryl. And I guess and the Darryl, so. I guess the argument is if it is to be made, but I like the way they did the show. The argument or the, that it could be made is that they could have combined this episode and last episode into one. Oh, not uh, last ep- not last episode. This episode and the Beth episode into one. Had, no, I, I don't. I, I don't, don't think so. That. I don't think that so either. All too convenient. I agree with you. I think. I think it was. I think it's awesome that they did this as different blocks of episodes to give us more origins, ideas, more depth of character, and allow us to get some of these minor characters that were just wall dressing before to actually give them stuff to do. It, it makes you care I, a lot more. I just want to know how long it's been from the moment. I guess that uh, how long was is Beth been there for? Really, is my question. Like, is it uh, four or five days a week, two weeks? And how, it must have been. It was like pretty much the next day after after Noah's escape that Carol shows up, right? Yeah. Or was it like a couple days? Uh, time time is such a tough thing on a show like this. Cause they, cause they fuck with it all the time and they fuck with a day, a week. Things seem like stretches. It, it's tough to tell exactly. 
because they don't give us the cues. That's why I hate to say it's it's an old trite thing to put time three days later, two days later, 24 hours later. We don't get any of that. So, and we don't know exactly how long it's been since the whole zombie apocalypse happened in general. What, what do we figure it was like two years or something? They, they make mention of it. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it, well, we had a, a whole pregnancy, you know, a whole term. And so it's been at least, you know, a few months after the kid's been born. Yeah. So, so it's probably been about two years, maybe a little over two, two years. So you've got to guess that maybe it's been a couple days, a week Beth's been captured. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Hard to tell. I know there's been at least two winters. I don't know. They're all still wearing the same freaking clothes, right? They're in Alaska. I mean, I know we're in Virginia. There has been two winters. They're all wearing the same clothes. They, they don't, and all the clothes are holding together quite marvel marvelously. Maybe they have a closet that have all the different outfits. It's almost like they had a closet with all the. Took uh, Lori's plaid shirt. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so we wake after this whole evening brouhaha that we have we get we wake up to carol sleeping the next morning looking outside uh picking up her weapon and she sees fire again and where's daryl and daryl's taking the child carrying the child in his hand and burning her and uh and she seems moved again and she comes out and she talks and she and she thanks him, and we get a perspective coming from the fire, from the camera through the through the fire, looking at them as the smoke rises. It's another really awesome shot. They're getting some great visuals, great great visuals this season of The Walking Dead. Just even in simple camera angles and the way they're tilting through some actual practical stuff that they have there, it's pretty cool. So we after our commercial break, we flash back to another Carol flashback with uh, a Tyrese sighting. We get Tyrese in this episode for a half a second. And Lizzie, that was her name, Lizzie and Nika, Lizzie. And uh, they are burying the, uh, or burning Lizzie and Nika's bodies. And were they burning? I thought they were burying. Were they burying? Yeah, I think Tyrese likes to bury. We see him burying at the church too. Okay. I, I thought they were burning, but maybe they were, no, they were burying, but she looks up and she sees smoke again. Right, the smoke in the, smoke from the prison or something. Or something, yeah. From so the, from from something. Maybe it's Daryl's house burning. Oh yeah, the Beth and the Daryl thing. But she definitely looks up and she sees she sees smoke again. So or is Daryl already at, at the or are they already at the uh terminus at that point? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure what that smoke was. That's a good question. It was the smoke monster from Lost. It was. Oh no, what wasn't wasn't uh that was the Dar that was the Daryl and Beth smoke. Yeah, from the house. From the uh from, from the, the house that Lizzie it was commenting, oh, it's still burn. It was still burning because it was. It wasn't white. It wasn't just steam. It was dark, so you know the fire was still going. So the next morning, she, uh, Carol starts packing up, and Daryl says we should stay close to the buildings. And yeah, but Carol mentions that eventually we're gonna have to go through these the friggin' armies of walkers that are around here. They're just well, yeah, we're gonna. They're gonna come. They're gonna follow us. They're eventually gonna all start following us. Now, I, I hate to bring up an old old thing but why don't they do the whole cover themselves in walker guts thing and it's not even that old because carol did it like a couple of weeks a week ago when they showed it was that she freed them from terminus again when they had she your scene when they had your scene later in the episode when she's cleaning herself off uh the person i was watching with turns to me and goes why don't they just always walk around like that it's like and right. it's i'm like I mean, it's like smell the shit anyway but 
It's a good question. I like. I don't want to get into this stuff too much. These like little questions. Why don't they find an island and live on an island? Why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? But that one just seems kind of simple to me. You'd always wear whether even if it's just zombie body parts around your neck on a chain or something, something to kind of just a little bit dissuade the add the smell to you. The Michonne thing. The Michonne thing was great too. They left her alone just simply by having them two next to her. Yep. Not killing her. And she she's got the she's got the sword. She can cut out their mouths and their cut off their right. fingernails. There's, there's a, then we see this new thing that Daryl starts when they finally they run up this big. So they leave that place and they run up the street and they stop at the corner and they see a group <laughs> and he, a legal pad. Interesting because she goes into the law office earlier in the episode after the flashback from her after she leaves Rick. So what does what does he pull out of his bag is a legal pad and he lights that on fire and throws it. And all the zombies are distracted by it and walk to it. And yeah. they're like, oh, fire. <laughs> I, I thought it's come from all of a sudden where they just they love fire to look and watch fire. I thought it was just interesting that Daryl Dixon had a legal pad in his back in his bag. And I guess it <laughs> might have come from uh, come from Carol at the law office. But Daryl's like, right? what's he have? He's like sports Billy with that bag. He can just reach in there and pull anything. he wants. Sports Billy needs a legal pad. And where's he getting the lighter fluid for the lighter too? I mean, I guess that lighter's just staying lit all the time. But so, so he has some, as Joe mentioned, he had some yellow legal paper and he threw it, and the lighter burns. And and as Joe again mentioned, the uh, walkers are somehow attracted to this fire. Oh, the fire! And they sneak through the parking garage into a stairwell, into a room. And right when they sneak into the room, if you're at all observant, you can see Noah in the background already. You can see. You just see him in the window, right? Yeah, you see, you see him in the background. You and it looks like for if if you missed it quickly, you might think it was a walker, but it's pretty obvious that it's a human. And uh, and then we walk into our, we see our walkers in sleeping bags, walkers in blankets. They're they're like little pigs in blankets. There, they're all cocooned. Yeah, it was yeah. so cute. It was cute. It was never cute. It was so cute. And this tent is rocking. Don't come a knocking. You know. I'm not sure. I buy <laughs> the fact that that one in the tent wasn't able to get out of the tent to get at them. Yeah, they 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 have these walkers. Sometimes have sharp claws when it's convenient, but sometimes they don't. Right. You know. So, uh, <laughs> tent there, you know. <laughs> so I, I was eaten by a zombie, but that tent really saved me. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The zombie's greatest adversary, the tent. Like, just the fact that the tent was still standing, what, he never once fell into the side of the tent and stood up and it didn't come back upright? Like, yeah. yeah. Weird. In some days, Daryl just doesn't know what to think about this sort of stuff. There's people in tents, and yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Sometimes I just... Bad trip, man. It's a bad trip. Sometimes I just don't know what to do. They sneak through the door and they cl climb under a chain. And uh, this is where Daryl gets into his comic relief thing for a while. Good thing I skipped my breakfast yeah, so, so he could sneak through. And they head into a room and, oh, my God, I would be so happy. There's fresh water in there. There's yeah, actual fresh water. Cooler. Yep. And we... Uh, we that water might be stale, but hell, it's should be taking all of that with oh, me. Oh god, that's better than rainwater. Like I love how they I love how they had a moment in that scene where they show Carol just guzzling water. <laughs> that was one of the Well what one of one of the things I'm thinking is, oh no, is this a spot that they used to, to take people to? But then I was like, Oh, it's too hard for them to even get into this room. Yeah. Like, this wouldn't be one of them. How would they as you know, just random building, third floor or whatever. So that was 
quickly out of my mind. And we get another visual, really awesome visual of Atlanta devastated. Not that I think if Atlanta was devastated, it would be awesome. But the visual was was really freaking cool. And she says, how do we get here? Daryl says, we just did. She says, this is when we get in. This is where I got confused because this is where she asks about the kids. She said, Daryl did not ask about the girls. And he says, I know all I need to know. They're not here. And she right, says, they're she, dead, obviously. And <laughs> yeah, we, what do we what do we need to know? They're fucking dead. <laughs> I don't want you to you to have to think about yeah. you know whatever happened to them. I don't want you to think about that. I don't want to think about that. They're not here. And she says, no, it's way worse than that, Joe. It's way worse than that. And you know, at that point, you kind of got to be thinking, okay, she wants to get something off her chest, but he doesn't really give her the opportunity. He's just yeah. like, eh. He's that guy. He just doesn't want to hear it. He's just like, yeah, I don't care. Where did something happen? Was there a noise or something again? He says there's a reason uh, there's a reason to start over because we have to and things are just the way they are. So deal it's it's he's just like, yeah, it is what it is. Deal with it. Yeah, I don't right. care. Do you realize what I used to do in my old life? Do you realize my brother's Merle? There's not <laughs> there's nothing you could tell me that's gonna freak me out and be like, oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore because you did these horrible things. Because I know just the old life, like even in this one, he was uh robbing people with Merle. That's yeah. what they were gonna do to the group. Exactly. So, so come on. And, and he knows her well enough to know if she did have to do anything that she did it for the, what she thought was the right reasons. And uh, they, they're kind of looking through the sniper rifle for some sign of where to go, some clue. And they see a van. Through, well, uh, he, sees it, he sees it without the sniper oh, rifle. Oh, yeah, he does he see it. He uses the sniper rifle to make sure he's seeing what he's seeing. And uh, they start packing. They decide to go to the van to try to get some clues. And they start filling up in supplies. And this is when Daryl stops and looks at the painting. And he goes, uh, this is some rich, rich pricks painting. It looks like a dog sat in paint and wiped his ass all over it. And Carol goes, no, really? Because I kind of like it. And he, he says, no, stop, stop. Are you serious? And she goes, this is really important because I think it's almost one of those things like she, I think she just wanted to say this just to kind of be like, well, you don't know me. And Daryl turns to her and goes, yeah, keep telling yourself that, honey. You know, keep telling yourself that I don't know you. I know who you are now. Deal with it. People know you. People accept you. Right. He basically had pretty much, he experienced what she experienced as a woman with her child. He experienced as a, as a kid with his father and Merle. Yeah. You know, like. And that's like what kind of connected them in the first place. And we see that when the book falls out of his bag, you know. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, he's, and he's trying to make himself better. He's trying to get over it and get past it and. And like he says, start on. Beth really start actually, I think Beth got to him. And it was in that episode when Beth really challenged him and kind of said to him the things that he was trying to say to Carol here, but he's not as eloquent and sweet as Beth. But Beth was basically saying the same thing. Daryl Dixon, deal with it. You have people. You have people. People love you, Daryl Dixon. Deal with it. And when you're going to miss me when I'm gone because we we're a family. And that's what he's trying to get across to Carol. And it's, it's tough for her to hear because she doesn't feel like she belongs anywhere. Partially because of the things she's done and the demons she has, the fire in her past. So, <clears throat> so as they're sneaking through the door, uh, Carol goes first and she goes, Daryl, wait. And it's Noah. It's everyone. Everybody hates Chris is right there with a, with a gun. And he goes, give me the crossbow. And 
And you know this kid's in trouble. Don't, are you, and Daryl even says to him, you get some balls on you, kid. You better kill me now. You better kill me now because you're in some serious trouble. And this kid's like, no, yeah, maybe. And he goes, you're tough. Don't worry about it. Sorry about this. And he backs away with her gun and his crossbow. And he opens up the tent as he's walking through to let out the zombie. Which was a, like, I, and he's like, he's like, you guys look tough. You'll be okay. And this, but even so, that's a dick move. Tough they look, and you can see that Carol very plainly has a knife on her, and Daryl most likely does too. Probably other weapons, and they are very tough. But still, you open up the fucking tent. Major dick move. Major dick move. You don't do that. It's it's like kicking someone in the balls in the fight. You don't do that. You don't do that. Don't. I wouldn't do that. It's a dick move. Big time dick move. I would have shot him in the leg. To answer your question, Steve. Would we have shot him in the leg? But yes, yes, just because he did the dick move of opening the thing. If he had just well, kind of, you might as well shoot him in the face. You're in the zombie apocalypse. A bullet wound to the leg that could kill you just as easy as anything else. Okay, maybe the shoulder. Bullet wound is pretty fucking serious. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the shoulder. <laughs> so, no, you know, shoot, like shooting him anywhere, shooting anyone anywhere at this point is is akin to basically killing them. So you think they you think she made a mistake by firing the shots at him? Because right after this, just to get to the next moment, Carol, they kill the, the walker pretty quickly and Carol gets her gun out, her handgun, and she shoots three shots at the kid as he's running away, but doesn't hit him. So do you think she made a mistake firing at the kid? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. She, a, she missed. You know, Daryl kind of hit her in the hand. She, she was firing at the zombies too. And that's what, I don't know. I think she fired at the zombies. Uh, and even that was a mistake because you don't have to fire and let the whole world and all the zombies know that you're in this building. Like you're still trying to be quiet. Firing the gun at all is a mistake. And I say actually killing that kid is a mistake too. Especially, you know, he didn't just kill you and you're an expert tracker. You go, you go after him. Uh, he did, but or he you set you up. And do what they did and go after Beth. He set you up to die though. He, he didn't kill you, but he put you in a situation to set you up to die. I don't know. It's a tough decision. What would Rick Grimes do there? Yeah, but they look tough. I hear you. They look tough. What would Rick oh. Grimes do? Rick Grimes would pull your leg off the fence and bring you back to the farm and torture you for three days <laughs> before having his psychotic best friend drag you out to the woods and snap your neck and beat you with a log. Okay, so that's what they should have done. That's what they, <laughs> that's, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, you tried to kill me? You're going to have a nice week. <laughs> so, oh, don't forget to let's bind them, bind them and, and drive them halfway across the state and back. <laughs> so Daryl gives her, after she fires the gun, Daryl gives her the wounded puppy dog look like, what did you do? Hmm. And she, she gets all like defensive. What? I'm not guilty for firing at the gun. It, it was him or us. He was robbing us without the right, weapon. She starts making excuses. I was only going to go for his leg. I, I wasn't going to. Yeah, without Rick. without the without the weapons, without the weapons, you know, uh, the, the, Beth would be dead. We'd be dead. You'd be dead. We'd all be dead. Yep. No. And she was absolutely one hundred percent. She was trying to kill him. There was no doubt in my mind that she was firing. She was going to put around right in his back. So you. So in, this is the question that Steve is, wants us to elaborate on. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Whether or not we thought she wanted to wound him if she shot him or kill him, and kill, uh, kill him. I, I I I tend to agree. She was she wasn't fucking around. If Daryl didn't hit her, she probably she probably would have killed him. Daryl knew that, and that was part of what she was saying the night before about 
you know, not change, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like it fit that she would try to, you got to do what needs to be done. She killed the little girl. She killed the two people in the prison. We just had those flashbacks. I feel like she was, she's still, it, it's that moment where Daryl hits her hand that she, that she has the realization, I think, that she's gone too far. Now, and she gets into this whole, I don't want Beth to die. I don't want you to die. I don't want anyone in the church to die. That's why I had to leave us. Uh, be somewhere else. You're not in Dale's like, you're not somewhere else. You're here. You're, you're with me now, you know? And, and this is where he, t this is where she turns to him and goes, you're different. I'm different. I don't believe in God. And if I did believe in God, I'd probably be going to hell. And, but if I'm going to hell, it, I'm going there playing a the piano. If I'm going to hell, I don't want to go there for a very, very long time. Is what she's right. Saying. I have to take the long road. Yeah. So I, that means I'm going to kill anyone that I see as any bit of a danger. And if that guy took my weapons and my weapons can help me live another day, I'm going to shoot him down and take my weapons back because that's going to help me live the next day. Go fuck yourself, Darrow. Pussy. She, I mean, she, I mean, <laughs> kind of what she says to him there. So, so we go back to uh, another flashback as we get, as we, uh, as we come back from commercial break and it's, it's the first time we've actually seen this, I believe her burning the bodies of uh, Tyrese's girlfriend and that other guy sick at the prison. It's the first time we've actually seen Carol do the burning. I mean, we've heard standing next to the bodies while they were burning. I think we saw that once. No, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, you might be right about that. This might, this be, might be the first time <laughs> big and sexy says Carol is going to blow him clean away. Yes. I, no, no doubt about it. She was going to big and sexy knows. Yep. Yep. Dead. I'm going to kill you dead. And <laughs> and as they walk up on up to the fan of the edge, uh, so so they flash back and he sees the uh, and she and we see the bodies burning again. And she they kind of they're at this point they're walking up to the van that's kind of hanging on the edge of the bridge, and they open the back and they're gonna go in and look for supplies. And Carol goes, "Let me go in alone. I'm lighter." And Daryl's like, Daryl just gives her a look like what? you we didn't come all this way. i'm going in you i'm going in you're going in we're both we're, we're going in they both go in right they both go and they go right up front to the front <laughs> yeah seat. like come on guys and, and uh, i'm thinking too like if this thing is still there on the edge of the bridge it's it looked like it had been there for a while and it looked like it was probably not going to fall over if you got in the front seat yeah so they look to be all right but what didn't look to be all right is the horde of walkers that were slowly approaching them as we saw as they were in the van and uh and they're looking into the cars for clues as the walker group kind of slowly approaches them and uh carol turns to jarrow's like listen we're not getting out of this without a fight there's gonna be a fight here we're, we're gonna have to deal with this group here and and this is i didn't get exactly i was i was kind of i was watching and taking notes so i missed exactly what they saw i think they looked at the stretcher and they saw the name of the hospital on the stretcher yeah, they were looking for for weapons or anything and when daryl saw the stretcher he flipped it over i thought he was going to try to break a leg off but he immediately noticed the plaque or yeah grady like memorial that. hospital and and well, he said gm and he knew she knew exactly what gm was probably or not exactly she was like yeah, she's been, she's gotten her, yeah, she, uh, yeah, th yes, Katie, she's, uh, she's been, she's been there before, unfortunately, a few times, her and Sophia have been there, and, uh, and they surmise that maybe Beth is there, that that should be where they go next, and this is where it gets into a cool action scene, really cool action scene, where they're trying to fight the walkers outside the van, and getting in, and beating them up, 
I, I had a problem with this as uh, them being survivors. They have three bullets. She mentions that we have three bullets. They jump out of the van and she shoots three walkers in the head. And I thought, why? Don't you save two of those for you, you two? Yeah, I guess, I guess. But they're thinking that there's no way we're not surviving this, I guess. They're going by... I guess that's the attitude you have to have, right? Yeah, superhero, superhero logic at that point. And, uh, and the walkers have... Uh, oh, I, f- I, c- I forgot. Wait, wait a second. Did I, did I, did I mi- miss something here? I don't believe in God. Well, they grab a bunch of papers and stuff out of the glove compartment. Yeah, they stuff. grab a bunch of papers out of the glove compartment. And, and, uh, and they, they basically they get to a point where the walkers are just pounding on the car and they have no well, other choice. They came from, they're, on, they're on a bridge and they came from both sides. And the thing was, is they knew the, they see one group coming when they jump in the van and they kind of totally ignore it. Yeah. They didn't even worry about it. They, but so well, ju- why didn't one of them stay outside the van to like, I thought that was the plan that I thought, I thought that was the plan, which is hence why she's like, let me go in. You stay outside. But for whatever reason, they decided Wayne and Garth here. I mean, Carol and Daryl decided that they wanted the Thelma and Louise ending. So they, so they said, <laughs> Thalmer Louise ending. And so they get in the front seat of the car and the keys are just there. They start it. And of course they do the, they do the Thalmer Louise where they, they fly off the bridge in the van and the van does a flip and lands just like a cat right on its feet. Smacked out. Yeah, that was kind of strange that like, what kind of physics is that where, uh, that thing falls off the bridge and doesn't either flip over or fall nose first. Well, they landed on their feet. It was so we could get the uh, the wonderful new hit single, It's Raining Zombies. It's raining zombies. It's raining zombies. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, I like how the airbag's still deployed for Daryl. I do. And I like how they both just walked out of there unscathed. You know, basically. like, I- Which also makes you wonder... Whoever it was that drove the van through the barrier on top of the bridge didn't deploy the airbag, but when it <laughs> fell from the bridge onto the ground, Carol at least got the airbag. He at did. That point. He did. Good, good thing we have double-sided airbags here, <laughs> and uh, it worked. And good thing that this car is subscribing to cat, cat econo- not economics, <laughs> cat, cat economics, cat physics, cat you know, physics. Thank you. Not economics. Oh no, sorry. So, so anyways, uh, they just basically limp away from the crash scene unscathed after a little bit of dancing some disco music to It's Raining Zombies. It was, it was a really awesome, it's raining zombies. walkers are zombies, walkers, it's raining walkers. Yeah. I, I like zombies better. It's, it's more universal. So, so after we come back from commercial break, we see barbed wire as both of them are sitting drinking some water and, uh. And Daryl's asking Carol if she's fine. She's like, of course I'm fine. I'm fucking Rambo. I'm a fucking demon. Of course I'm fine. And Daryl... nice bruise from the seatbelt. She does. And see, kids, it tells you never wear your seatbelts in, in television accidents. It, in, on the TV, seatbelts cause nothing but problems. They never save your life. And they always end up being the cause of your death. Like, yeah, kid. Don't wear your seatbelt. If you're in television, if you're on television, for kids, you can fly. You can do it, kids. Remember that Mary Poppins is a documentary. Remember that. Just go up to the tallest building you can find and 
jump off this. But make sure you have an umbrella. The, we are not responsible for anything that we just said, right? Well, that there. was a Key and Peele skit. Yeah, we, we're, we're playing characters there of assholes. Don't, don't jump off Don't jump. Thing. Yeah, that, that we're, 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 we're really telling you not to jump. That, that's what we're really saying. So, so anyways... So Daryl, you will not land on your feet like a kitty. No, you will not. And if you drive off a bridge like that with like Daryl and Carol did, you will not land on your tires. You will die. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, you will die. It's so. So they're drinking some water, and he offers her some water. She goes, "I'm fine," and he says, "Prove to me you're fine by drinking some water." <laughs> that, that's like that's like lift the, she can't even take the bottle or lift it her shoulder's fucked that's up. like i have a crazy aunt that every time i'm sick you know i could have like a flu a thousand temperature for whatever reason no all you got to do is drink some water philip if you drink some water you'll be okay drink lots have you been drinking water that's why you're sick you're not drinking enough water oh, yeah see joe's coughing he had a mute because he's not drinking enough water see yeah so, so, uh, so they, they realize that, uh, Carol, Carol, for the first time in a while decides to make uh, turn a bad situation into a good situation where she's like, well, we might've fallen, but at least we made some good time. <laughs> we were almost to the hospital. The hospital's like only three blocks away. And, uh, Daryl says, we need to find a place to snoop and figure out what we're, what we're doing next. And you get a feeling like Carol's a little bit, this is the whole thing where we got Carol Superman here and Daryl Batman. Daryl wants to come up with a plan first, and, and Superman just wants to go in, guns a-blazing, fists a-blowing. Carol doesn't want to make a plan. Carol wants to go... She's like, no, we're enough enough plans. She's, she's reckless. She's still feeling that power thing that, that, like she was talking about to him that night, about uh, finally being able to know what needs to be done and then do it, and she's not going to not do it anymore. But I, she did that before, and it was miserable for her and her daughter. She put themselves in harm's way by not acting. But now she's just going to act. She's going to do what needs to be done because she knows. Now, if we if we reckless. if we need to make Daryl Dixon even cooler, he comes across a dead guy and with a machete, and he takes the machete, stabs it through the guy's head, and now Daryl Dixon has a machete, which is pretty fucking badass. And he's running around, and he's taking some walkers out, eating some potato chips. <laughs> he has the machete and some potato chips, and. And they're getting a good view of the hospital from a from a good distance, kind of right across the street. And Daryl wants to get back to their talk, and he just butts right in. What do you mean I'm not like who I was before? What am I like now? And she says, "You used to be weird. You used to be a kid. Now you're a man. Now you're a man. A man. Like, really? He used to be a kid and, and a man. <laughs> a manny, manny, man. It must be the titties. Is it about the titties? That's what." It is? Well, we haven't seen him get any tips about the ears he wore around his neck. He's been he's done nothing but but step up for the group and do some hard shit. For her to be like you were a boy and now you're a man. She doesn't even know anything about what he was beforehand. And and I love Daryl Dixon. I think he's been an awesome character from beginning to end, and I think he has changed a little bit, but for the most part, he's been probably one of the most consistent characters as being the same person or similar as similar as he was before. He's gotten to be a little lighter of a person and a nicer person, but he, but even in the first season when he was supposed to be hard around the edges, he was still the he still did a lot of really awesome shit. He'd still go out there and and bring like yeah, he was mad at Rick, but he didn't kill Rick and he never abandoned Rick when he 
got his brother was handcuffed to the roof and then they found Merle's hand. He was still mad at Rick, but he still did a bunch of like the right things. Exactly. You know? he, he Rick only needed to kind of threaten him once. They never actually came to blows like almost everybody else with Rick. I mean, he's always kind of had a, a calm, a calm sensibility about him. And I think that he's pretty much stayed the same from beginning to end. I don't get how he's gone from a child to a man. I know maybe she, I think she was just, searching for a little bit, something that wasn't there. I think Daryl's always been a badass and maybe he just got to be even more of a bad, maybe he's a better killer. Well, no, I think, I think it has more to do with not necessarily any of the stereotypical (laughs) man things, but the fact that now he's able to open up about feelings. He's, he's a lot softer around the edges. He's no longer closed off. And he's making his own decisions. He's not ruled by his brother and his brothers and and all of that. No, fair fair enough. I guess that I that I think you just said it basically. He's when, and that's what it's all about. It's about the Merle thing and about how it used to be that he was a boy that was looking for Merle's acceptance and always looking to Merle, and now he's his own man. So yeah. uh, <laughs> that's a, a large part. Yeah, I think that's mostly what she was hitting her head on. But Ghetto Toad says the Walking Dead announcement seatbelt save lives sponsored by AMC suddenly just just took over our broadcast. AMC needed to uh, get out that message for some for some reason. Someone called Ghetto Toad on the phone and said, uh, "If you're watching that issues program thing, make sure he says this right now." <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> So they, as they're looking at the hospital, eating potato chips, getting a good view of, for a place to spy on, uh, Daryl asks uh, it, how he's a different person. She says, you're a ch- you used to be a kid, now you're a, now you're a man, a man, a man, a man, a man. And they, we hear that the place that they were before was a, was a shelter. Sophia and I went to a shelter, uh, but they left there and went back to Ed, got beat up again, and were there waiting for something to happen. I didn't do anything, not a damn thing. Who I was with him... When he died, well, I wasn't happy, but you know, this is when she kind of says, yeah, yeah, I was kind of happy. I wasn't happy, but you know, and then she said at the prison, I became a person that I should have been. And then when the prison burnt down, I got that got burnt down too. everything now just consumes you. And Daryl's reaction to this is no, we ain't ashes, which is little light on a response to that considering the heaviness of what she was saying but it is a response and it's his way again of saying lighten up carol lighten up a little bit we're not we're here we're still here and and you get a little bit of this daryl throughout but i think it's a very important factor about him his not that he wishes his life was never shit and in this world I've said it a few times tonight. I'm going to say it a few more. In this world, he became a fucking superhero. He's a super. Yeah, yeah. He's a superhero in this world. And For all intents and purposes, Daryl absolutely is a superhero in this world. And I'm sorry, but I have a really, really, really <laughs> bad feeling about the future. Like, we're about to go into another assault Days yeah, yeah some, someone's dying. Someone's dying. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit at the end in predictions, but so many someone's dying. Come out of the last two two zomb, uh, cannibal places, the church and the and terminus. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Funny funny comment too. B tracks. Thanks for listening. Says that van should have flipped 300, 360 degrees. They should have plowed headfirst into the pavement. Gravity didn't exist because of reasons. <laughs> yeah, because of. 
reasons. Because Daryl Dixon is in the fucking car. That's why. Because you have... (laughs) He's got the angel wings on his vest that kept the van upright. They got a little bit of that Bruce Willis unbreakable thing mixed into their body, too. (laughs) They could just walk away from it. So, but... They ain't ashes, says Daryl Dixon, which is gonna become the catchphrase all over the all over the world. They ain't ashes here, kid. <laughs> it sounds like something Mickey would say to Rocky. I ain't hear no bell. There ain't no ashes here, Mary. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Mickey would say, uh, don't you forget the hashtag there that Mickey would have put in front too, right? <laughs> yeah, hashtag rock hashtag get him rock. <laughs> Listen, rock. I don't know what these hashtags are, but you hashtag beat the meat rock. So anyways, so they're, they're, uh, they're going back as, uh, they're heading back towards the, uh, towards the hospital after they spied a little bit or heading back through the building that they're in and they go into a room and they see a walker after they heard a sound. This is where they heard a sound and kind of went in the other room and they see a walker with an arrow through his head and Carol goes, is that yours? And she says, yeah. And, uh, Daryl grabs it out of him and kills the, the walker with a machete and we hear a gunshot in the other room as one gunshot that. Yeah, we hear a machine gun. Yeah, we hear the machine gun blast. As Carol's tackled by a walker, and I kind of thought for a second she got bit, but she didn't. And well, they uh, ran. They, yeah, they they ran around the corner towards the uh, towards the thing. It was a kind of a it was a quick quick action segment. That's kind of tough. What happens? They see they see him. They see Noah wrestling with a zombie, and he kind of pushes it onto her. <laughs> Yeah. And then and then Daryl just takes the bookshelf and just knocks it on top of the kid. Oh no no! First he chops he uh he kills the zombie on top of Carol. Right first yeah helps, and helps Carol up and then they pursue down the hall towards uh, towards the other room and then Carol they for a second and she's like I'm fine go and he and he chases after Noah. Noah and then he knocks the bookshelf on top of Noah. Noah trying to like move it away from the door that it was that it was securing. Which means Noah was about to run into a room with another zombie. And he's trying to move it out of the way. Daryl barrels into him, throws his shoulder into him, <laughs> knocking him into the bookcase, toppling the bookcase over on top of Noah. And I swear we got a quick cut that said, boom, pow, smack. <laughs> Bam. Bam. chow. And, uh, and this kid immediately starts going, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And uh, you kind of forgive it, even if they did put that in, you could kind of forgive it because of the comic book origins. Yep. and it's, it's all throughout the pages of that crack. Ow. And Daryl is reunited with his crossbow, and Carol gets her gun back. And uh, this walker's starting to kind of claw through the wall, but isn't quite there yet. And they go to leave, and this kid's like, No, 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 let me up, let me up, let me up, let me up. And Daryl says, I. But he couldn't move it away from the wall, so when it fell on him, it was—it's too much for him to move. And he's—he's he's got a gimp leg too. And Daryl says, "I helped you once. When did Daryl help him again?" He helped him when he didn't let Carol shoot him in the back. Oh yeah, okay, I forgot about that. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I saved your life once, kid. I'm not saving your life a second time." You know. And he's yeah, especially after you just threw a, a fucking zombie on top of Carol. And he's like, "Good luck, kid." And he just walks off. And he's like, "What? Good luck with the walker." And he and leaves. Carol, of all people, finally is like, "Oh, come wait, on, you can't kill him." And she's right. You shouldn't be killing him. He might have information. You don't know who this kid is. Yeah, you don't know what he knows. Yeah, I, I like that Daryl fucked with him a little bit. I don't think, th- to ask the second question here, I don't think Daryl ever intended on letting this kid I die. I don't either. Daryl started walking away. Carol's pleading for his life. He wanted to be cool. Carol seemingly is on his way down the hall when the zombie finally breaks through the door. 
enough to fall on top of the bookcase and he's just right. out of he's able to claw it Noah a little but can't quite bite him when uh an arrow out of nowhere pierces the Yeah, he he just wanted to make the kid shit his shit his pants a little bit, I think. Yeah, he did. You Daryl wasn't gonna let him die. Of course he wasn't. Daryl's that's not Daryl's style. It just And yeah, he wa- he walks we, up and he sh- and, and I think we did miss something actually. We missed um we missed Daryl burning or burning the uh waking up that next morning. Oh no, we I talked about that and burning the kid. Did we? Yeah, we oh. talked about that. Oh, okay. We did. We can talk about it again though. But yeah, he bur- he he burned the uh burned the the child walker with when she came out and thanked him. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, wow, I missed it. Did I miss it? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you were an active part of the conversation. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So next next after the commercial Cerebral seizure. Sorry, everybody. It happens. Now, if we were bo- if we were gonna have strokes, I would rather have a stroke on the show in front of all you guys than at home alone. <laughs> right. You know, as time goes on, we're gonna do this stuff for like years. This is still coming out, right? Huh? Yeah. Wouldn't you Wouldn't you rather have like the the, the breakdown on on the air so at least the people watching could call an ambulance? <laughs> My dogs are still chicken the cow, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absazukini. Absazukini. Oh, Joe has developed aphasia, but we're going to continue with the show at all. So, <laughs> so after a commercial break, we see Carol all messed up after the terminus in the zone. We see Joe's scene. I even wrote, "Oh my God, Joe, 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 Joe." Fantastic! I was so happy to see this again. I'll reiterate the whole thing when. Oh, but by the way, we have a quick hashtag. Hashtag saved from Carol's hip shot. <laughs> when when uh when Carol comes out of Terminus and she goes in there so so painted up with zombie guts and she comes out and meets up with the group and she's just clean head to toe, I really had to take exception to that. It really just seemed odd to my to my eye. It seemed like a bad cut and a bad edit. And yeah, of course we don't see everybody at every minute of their day. And okay, I'll take it that she just she found a faucet somewhere and cleaned up, but to see that they put this in and it was a flashback and it was a little strange. It didn't have too much to do with anything except the fact that, uh, again, she not only saved them at Terminus, but she just seemingly Daryl made her beg for this kid's life, making her prove herself wrong about, we just can't save. Anybody. Yeah. No, I, and Joe, that's, I just was discovering that as you were saying that, and that's very interesting that by, by doing that, Daryl was actually teaching her the lesson she needed to learn right there about how she is capable of saving someone. Which is kind of what the very opposite lesson she forced Tyrese into, which Tyrese lied to her about having learned <laughs> when we found out he didn't actually kill the guy. But he may have even thought he did kill him because he beat him so so to death. But by him not letting Carol into that house... Uh, I knew that he hadn't really killed him. I, I figured that he was still alive in there, just unconscious or tied up or something like that. <laughs> Cue the South Park music of uh, we've learned something here tonight, folks. Right, but it was it was Daryl doing to her what she did to Tyrese and forcing a lesson to be learned. Absolutely. Forcing, forcing their hand, so, so to speak. So I kind of get it. I get why they have that flashback of her right before, right after Terminus having saved them. But again... 
it did seem a little strange, but I was so happy to see it. Her, her like taking the minute to wipe herself down and we could still hear gunshots in the distance. So they weren't quite done fighting their way out of Terminus yet, but she had already found her way out. I'm still convinced that someone was watching and did it because of you, Joe, because they would need, they knew how upset you were, that how clean she was. So they needed to put that scene in. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we've discovered that, that uh, someone in the walking dead is watching our show. So, so after our flashback, uh, we see, we see, uh, Daryl back here with, uh, Noah and Carol and Daryl smoking a butt and Noah says, I got to go. I heard, they heard the shots. We got to get out of here. They're going to be coming for us. And the guys, at the hospital, and he's just fast talking. He's like, guys from the hospital, they're coming to get me. And Daryl's like, hospital, hospital. What are you talking to hospital? You know, a blonde girl, blonde girl, Beth, Beth, Beth. She saved me. Beth's still there, but we can save her. And Carol go, hurries outside to, to stand out in the road and goes, come on outside, guys. And Carol well, gets... No, they look out the window and uh, Noah runs over to the window immediately and he's like, I got to get out of here. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And uh, when he says, if we don't, if we don't leave, they're going to come. They're going to come here. They probably heard the shots. And that's when they, uh, Carol looks out the window and car starts driving up the screen she's like yep they're coming here they're coming now and so they run out yep and they run downstairs and he says there's a building across the street we can hide in that basement if it's clear that's where i've been that's where i've been hiding so they start to run out of the building and that's when carol is the first one out the door and starts to cross the street because noah falls oh noah falls yeah i forgot noah fell I'll help him. I'll help Noah. You go. And so she's a good like 10, 15 yards ahead and gets out the building just in time for the for the car to pull up and slam into her and put her on the hood and into the windshield. So she rolls off and plops on the ground unconscious. Daryl screaming, you know, oh, Carol, I got to go help her. And Noah is able to hold Daryl. Yep. Noah, who couldn't even run down the hall without falling, holds Daryl back and convinces him. They have a doctor. They're going to help them. If you go out there, you're just going to have to fight them and kill them. They have guns. Stop. Wait. She's in good hands. They'll nurse her back to health. Trust me. That's where we're going to go. We'll get her back. We'll get Beth back. And then Daryl just calmly is like, okay. What do we what's need? What's going to take? We need guns and people. And we got guns and people. They got guns yeah, and people. Yeah, we got both. We got both. And as we see uh, Noah and Daryl driving down the road, going back to the church, the well, mute- no, no. First, first we get them. Uh, they have to sneak out, and so we see another scene. We see a bunch of walkers, and then a dumpster slowly light on fire. All the walkers turn around and start walking towards that dumpster, and Daryl and Noah sneak behind the dumpster. So again, they're using fire as a distraction technique for the zombies instead of just painting themselves which seems a lot easier and a lot more kind of foolproof as long as it doesn't rain. Like the zombies were right in front of Carol's face for crying out loud. And they just completely ignored her and walked by her to go eat Tasha Yar. Yep. Well, Tasha Yar is pretty yummy. Yeah. In fairness. And then, so the end of the episode is Daryl and Noah driving down the street as the music theme song end comes up. Everybody hates Chris. <laughs> I I did get that's all ghetto toad there. Thanks ghetto toad for that. I was I was holding on that one for a while. And At first it's looking like uh Chris is Chris is like looking out the window and seeing how far they're they're driving away and is wondering exactly where they're going to get all these people. Where did De- 
where did Daryl come from? Holy shit. How many people do you have? It's just you and her. Like he had no idea what he got himself into. And then that finally answers the question, who who steps out of the woods with Daryl from that last episode of uh, that we see with Michonne and him at the church? Yeah, but answer, it answers. At least it's, at the very least, it's a Noah, if not more than just Noah, if we don't see something else. But he gets back at that night, I believe. But as Big and Sexy said, it's also more importantly, as, as uh, we were saying, the mystery of how Carol got clean after Terminus is finally figured out. Right. Yes, which is the more really the more important question is uh, is how that happened. Really, really, if we want to get down to it, what's the most important thing? To, that is the most important thing to come from this past episode. And uh, B Track says that was a surreal moment seeing Carol get hit by the van. It was. I was. I wasn't really expecting it, and I was just like, "What's happening?" And I kind of fell into the trap that Joe was mentioning, where you don't think about other cars on the street. You don't think that maybe the people from the hospital are watching them. Or that the is that is this truck just on the prowl? Is that what this truck's job that is? Was, I think that was the same car that Carol saw driving up the road that was out investigating the gunshots. You got to remember, Noah shot off his gun. Carol shot off her gun. Then Noah shot off her gun, his gun again. Like it was a, a big racket that went on that they're going to take note of at the hospital. When the only sounds out there pretty much are moans of zombies. Oh. So they're going to go check it out as well. You know, who's who's close by the prison shooting off guns? That's either prey or an enemy coming to get you. So you got to go check that out. Absolutely. So uh, so I guess that's a good place to end. And I, it looks like next week and then following two weeks, we only have two more episodes of this season before the break. It looks like these last two episodes, or at least this next one, is going to be everyone getting ready to get together to go and try to rescue Beth at the hospital. Excuse me. <clears throat> rescue Beth at the hospital. Oh, okay. So who dies? Okay. We're, we're here. So who dies? Um, I say, I say. You first, yeah, you first, Joe. I'm going to say we'll have at least two group members die. Two? You say two. I'm going to say two. Okay. Well, let's do our, dra- do our uh, death drafts here, Joe. You pick your first pick. Happen double kill we've never had a double kill and this seems like a good place to get a double kill we have two people that we could potentially get rid of now first first off uh quick question rapey cops we're gonna get more rapey cops and the rapey cock's gonna be like mm, says ghetto toad yeah i think we're gonna a whole clan of rapey cops yeah we're gonna get a lot of rapey cops we're gonna see some, we're gonna see some rapey cops getting killed that's almost as fun as like playing watching like a movie where Nazis get shot, you know, you get to see rapey cops get shot. It's, it's almost as good. You get raped before they heal you too. Like, okay, you've got to pay up at least once first before we heal you. So rapey cop gets, gets his way. And then they bring you up into the hospital. Big and sexy says, I can imagine it's super quiet. I think she half got hit on purpose. Hmm? Perhaps maybe Carol put herself in that position. If you, I don't know. I'll have to watch it a second time, but to me, it looked like she, Ran out really quick, wasn't looking, did not look both ways before crossing the street. Kids, make sure you do that. And uh, before we get into, yeah, <laughs> from AMC, and before we get into our picks here, Joe, because this question has to do with it, B Track says, So who is going to die in the assault in the hospital? That's what we're going to talk about. And do you think the group with Maggie and company are going to make it back before the assault? The group with Maggie and company it, it, before the assault. That depends on whether or not they. Well, now they have no reason not to go back. So 
That's a good question. And in, I don't believe I saw anybody from Maggie and Glenn's group and Abraham or any of them in the previews. So they Ma- did a good job keeping that close. Like they don't even so. know. They I don't even. So. They'll need them. They, yeah, they're going to need Abraham. It, it would help. Uh, but, and they don't know to, to even wait for them. So That's what I'm saying. They don't know to wait for them. So they could never go back to the church. and then They it, might never meet up again. Who knows? What if, because what if they leave the church and why would they leave a note? Because Abraham and them are on their way to DC. In fact, they get a map of where they're going to be. So Joe, here it is. Give me your, give me your death picks. Tyrese and Gabriel. Tyrese and Gabriel. Okay. I say, I think Tyrese and Sasha. See, I think, I think Beth's dead. I think Beth is gone. And I, I think stick around. I think Beth is dead. And I think, because if they were going to kill Beth, why not just kill Beth? Because I think it would be more tragic if they if she dies in the process of being saved. No, it would have been more tragic if Daryl had to cry over her dead body <laughs> after they got so close. And my and my other death pick would be actually I only think one person's going to die. I think it's just going to be Beth. Because I think it, really no I. Yeah. Dead Beth. It's definitely going to be someone, but I want to say Sasha or Tyrese. Okay. Well, well, now, we're going to definitely see in the next two weeks, so it's going to be exciting here. So, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the Walking Dead recap this week. We look forward to talking more Walking Dead with you next week. You can check out all past podcasts at issuesprogram.com. If you haven't already and you're listening to this, please hit the subscribe button. You can also email us away at igotissuesman at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, on Twitter. <clears throat> I'm at, at igotissuesman and Joe's at Dirty Locks. You can, it's like Goldilocks, but much, much, much dirtier. <laughs> much dirtier. <laughs> there might be a technical issue at the end of the podcast here. You might be hearing a lot of ding, ding, dings. That's because it's telling me I need to upgrade my plugin on this Google Hangout, but you can't do it during the sh- during the show. It's really kind of annoying of Google to do that to me right fucking now. Ugh, what assholes. Oh, we have Big and Sexy would like to nominate Beth and Carol dying. B-Track says, I call Carol saving Daryl. I call Carol saving Daryl and Beth. So, uh, same time, big. Okay, so so we have a couple of Beths and Carols being picked. So it's, it's going to be interesting. We'll uh, we'll have this as a record so we can go back and see who's right and who's wrong. And yeah, everybody who makes it this far in the podcast, <clears throat> watching on the YouTube channel, uh, make sure you put your, or uh, listening on the iTunes, make sure you put in the comments your pick. We'd like to know who you hope dies or hope doesn't die and let us know. Yeah, absolutely. And again, as we say, thank you everybody for all your support and keeping the comments going. We know last week was a short week, but even with the short week, we've got tons of comments and tons of great conversation about last week's episode. And we will be back on Sunday. We might even be back before then on Wednesday evening to talk a little bit of uh, Sons of Anarchy. So if anyone's into Sons of Anarchy, we're going to be doing recaps of the last three episodes of Sons of Anarchy. We can't do it afterwards because God only knows when Sons of Anarchy episodes end. Sometimes they go to freaking two in the morning or something. So we're going to be going on Wednesday night, the day after in that evening. So if anyone's interested in hearing anything about Sons of Anarchy, please check in on Wednesday evening. We'll be on. And we're also going to come back at some point to talk a little bit more about Gotham. But anyways, we will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week to talk more Walking Dead. See you later, guys. Thank you so much. Later.
Nice. I don't know what the fuck that is happening for. Weird. Like it, it's telling me to install the plugin, but like it did it like during. That's so fucking weird. Good show. Yeah, that was a good show.